Welcome to the Find Your Voice podcast, a show where we believe in the power of the written word to create positive change in your personal life, your community, and the world. I'm your host, Allison Fallon. Whether you're an aspiring author or someone who swears they're not a real writer, we're here to show you how a regular practice of writing will help you access your intuition, make an impact, and find your voice. Join me for interviews with authors, writing prompts, and stories of how even simple words change lives. As part of our effort to serve you as a writer, one thing we know we need to do is serve you as a reader too. Reading a diverse group of writers is one of the fastest and most effective ways to grow your skill set as a writer. Not to mention, the more we hear about how other books have impacted the lives of those who have stumbled across them, the more motivated we tend to feel to put our own words on paper without worrying too much about how many people are going to read them. On these book review episodes, you'll hear about books that are both popular and obscure, books that are written for someone exactly like you, as well as books that were written for a very different audience, but that you'll likely find helpful, transformative, and even applicable to your life. You'll hear about authors you might never have heard of if not for this podcast, and you'll be shocked at the kind of impact even a quote unknown writer can have on the world. We hope it inspires you to read more, write more, and to believe in the power of your words to change the world. Never wonder again where your next favorite book is going to come from. This is your one-stop shop for great recommendations, honest reviews, and the next great book you're not going to want to miss adding to your shelf. On today's episode of Find Your Voice Book Reviews, I talked to Emily Booth. She is going to tell you about a book that's perfect for anyone who has ever had to make a decision that other people around you questioned. Maybe it was the decision to quit a job or leave a relationship or move to a new place. Whatever it was, it was an adventure that only you could take and only you could make the choice to do it. How do we find the confidence to make these decisions in light of incredible uncertainty from those around us? That's exactly what this book and today's interview explores. Listen to the episode, hear Emily's take, and then I hope you'll grab your own copy of the book from the link in the show notes. Either way, enjoy this interview about Elizabeth Eve's Wanderlust, a love affair with five continents. Okay, so you know you're here to talk talk to us about a book you love. I would love to start by hearing from you the name of the book, obviously, and then tell us how you came across this book and what was it about what was going on in your world at the time that drew you to it? Yeah, sure. So the book I wrote in about is called Wanderlust, uh, A Love Affair with Five Continents. It's by uh, a woman named Elizabeth Eaves who is an incredible writer. I don't know if the book, I think the book probably got pretty big in like the travel circuits, probably particularly with women. And at the time I had traveled for quite a few years off and on several years ago, and it was towards the beginning of my journey. And I was bouncing around a bit and trying to save up money and then hitting the road for six months at a time and falling in love as you do on the road. (laughs) And um, she basically wrote a book about I get there was something like not alienating, but I guess kind of about leaving your job and 
traveling and you just kind of really had to own it. Like people doubted you a lot. So you kind of needed the confidence to carry on and do what you came out to do. Yes. And um, she basically kind of wrote this kind of like permission slip in this book. And it was like her story. She owned mm-hmm. it and she talked so freely about relationships and love and sex and travel. And it, it just reframed it for me. And that's when I kind of needed the courage to keep going. So it landed at the right time. Can you give us just a really quick sense of what the storyline looks like? So she, I'm assuming it's personal memoir. She's telling yes. her story of her own travels. Give us just a sense, a really quick sense of the arc without obviously giving anything yeah, yeah, yeah. important away. It is. She bounces around a lot. Part of it takes place in um, Papua New Guinea. She goes to Cairo for a while, travels with a girlfriend for a while. She has a couple boyfriends, I think one notably back home. Um, like I think with Seattle was her hometown. Some of the details are a little rusty on me, but um, she kind of okay. travels around and in it kind of, she gets her heart broken. She breaks her own heart. Um, she comes home and finds that home isn't home anymore. Just all the things I think we grapple with if you've ever left for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like her coming to it's, it's like her, it's like her, you know, the way you kind of end up coming home to yourself as you do in stories. And, um, she, it's just this giant self-discovery thing that she kind of takes the world by the horns and writes her own story. It's amazing. It's not, there's nothing like particularly like near death moment or anything. You know what I mean? It's like a little bit easier reading, but there's definitely the moments you get a little bit tense between kind of some of the sketchy places she's in and then the page turners, the love heats up and breaks up. And all that. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I did ask you to come with a quote from the book that you love. Did you find one yeah. that, okay, perfect. Yeah. Can you read it for us? Yeah. So the, there were so many, but um, I kind of just went with one and it is, I think forever relevant. She says, I begin to wonder how different real love is from my imaginary affair. In any relationship, there's both reality and the perception of reality. As long as I see the other person is smart or sexy or handsome or good, and as long as I can hang on to the feeling of loving and being loved, then it's real. But somehow we're able to hang on to those feelings and beliefs even when objective reality diverges. Actions don't necessarily alter beliefs, and beliefs matter more. Before you fall in love, you begin to imagine the other person. You create your lover, extrapolating on reality, dusting him or her with gold. You embellish to the point of perfection and then fall hard for the image you've made. With all my traveling, I may have spent more time imagining than others, but a huge amount of all love takes place in the head. In the middle of any relationship, we can spend more time hour for hour thinking about the other person than we spend in his presence. And after any breakup, there's no telling how long we might pine for someone. Love itself is in the mind's eye. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? That's really beautiful. What made you pick that quote? What feels important about that quote for you? So with the time, I remember it's funny. I had to like dig this book out of a box when your email came out and along came all these little travel things I'd saved. It was really (laughs) so funny. It like reminds you of this massive chapter of your life. It was cool. I'm glad I did it. And I've earmarked the heck out of the whole book. So I went through kind of and found these and I had definitely come back to this one. I could tell by the fold. And um, I think at the time when I found this book, I had met a guy on the road and he was from Australia and it sounded mm. so great. It was, the idea was perfection sure, <laughs> and it didn't last. <laughs> the breakup was hard yep. and uh, it, there's just an intensity with which love happens, which she actually touches in a different passage in the book. Um, when you travel, there's just like time moves differently. But I also just really liked how she talks about 
Hmm. She touches on how traveling, she says, I may have spent more time imagining than others. And I think that's true because I think as traveling, there is like a bit of you that's chasing something and you're constantly trying to fight the urge to, for places and people to meet expectations. Cause it's just like fantasy a little bit. Hmm. And I think that it's funny looking at this quote and I just remember it eating me up at that age and now reading it after coming off of a breakup a couple years ago and now at 35 and single, I totally still see how this is something we always struggle with, like painting the person with gold and holding them up and how much of that, she says, how much um, love takes place in the head. And then she kind of addresses the breakup part too, saying there's no, there's just, there's such like a, a vindication I read now sitting here looking at it when she says, and after any breakup, there's no telling how long we might pine for someone. Mm. Like, again, she's just kind of granting a lot of permission, I think, the way she writes. I love that. That phrase stood out to me too, the painting a person with gold. I was thinking of all the times in my life that I've done that <laughs> with people. <laughs> okay, tell me how this book has changed your life. Like maybe try to paint for us a before and after picture of like before I read this book, this life was like this or I was like this. And then after I read this book, this is what changed for me. Yeah, I think... Like I touched on a little bit ago, I think when you are, and I'm just going to talk from the female POV here, um, because that's definitely who the sure. target of this book would be and who probably picked it up. I was 27, 28, and pretty like terrified. I'd quit my job at the time in advertising, and I was so sure of this thing I had to do. Like I had to live out this dream for a while, and I knew it in my bones. But um, I grappled with it, right? Because society was like, but you're 401k, but you're but, but, but. And I think I was like a little bit more timid and um, didn't trust my decision or myself, which is a theme for a lot of us, I know. And I don't think I understood how love worked in the travel world and that you could write an entire book on. I later learned <laughs> just, it's so different. Like it, I, that was like a learning curve when I quit traveling and came back to the quote unquote real world. I, the way she talked about that, I was like, oh, there isn't like a way this, this has to look, but look at all the ways it can look that I haven't thought. And I kind of just like got a boost in confidence, I think through it. And as, as I kept traveling and I literally have reread this book several, several times over those years. And then probably even over the past few, couple times. And I think that there's just, there was almost like a transition into the sounds so weird, but into like womanhood mm -hmm. because she really just owns everything and even her like mistakes and her, her mess ups and what happened with men. And I think that there was self forgiveness that happened in me, sure, um, which was a really cool lesson to learn, like heading into my thirties. And now when I read it, it's funny. I see, like, I call myself like travel Emily, yeah, like my old, like alternate. <laughs> see her in like a tender, sweet way that like kind of didn't know what she knows now. Kind of the way that you look at yourself as a like a little kid, you know what I mean? To find that compassion. Yeah. Pulling up these quotes for um, this interview, I, I found that like the sweetest little spot for That's her. That's so great. So I'm hearing you say three things I heard you say that feel important. Number one is it gave you confidence. Number two, it gave you a sense of trust over yourself and your own decisions that you were making. And number three, it helped you to forgive yourself or helped you to be maybe more forgiving with yourself. Yeah. That's really great. Also, one thing I'm just thinking of is, I don't know if you knew that we share this really similar, similar life thread that I also quit my job. I was 26 when I quit my full-time job and went on the road and traveled for a year. 
Um, similar kind. I mean, I almost like could take the words right out of your mouth. Like I knew I needed to do it, even though it was in some practical senses, a stupid decision. (laughs) And anyway, I've not read this book, but now I'm putting it on my mental list because it's so many of the things you're talking about. I really resonate with. Yeah. You wrote a book about that. I did. It's It's called Packing Light. I mean, which is funny. That was my first introduction into my work with authors and to, you know, my first like leap into writing. That was my first book that I ever wrote. So so yeah, definitely a very formative time in my life. But it's funny how we come up with these ideas about how this is so unique and different and nobody's ever done this. And the more I travel along in life, the more I realize it's there's actually, you meet a lot of people who made decisions like this in their 20s and that have actually been yeah. really great and formative for them. And it just at the time you feel like this anomaly, you know, you're like everybody else is moving on with their life and making great decisions. And I'm just kind of like, you sort of feel like you're throwing everything away, but you're not. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. The last thing is, I'm curious, what would make you recommend this book to someone else? So like if someone were standing in front of you, what would you say to them to recommend this book for them? Oh, that's a good question. I think I would just kind of be like, there's some really great little secrets in this book. There's a lot of strength. The stories quite literally like take you away, right? Because it's a travel memoir. And I know that that's, mm-hmm. we all have our little things that we really appreciate reading, but I think the majority of of humans, especially curious ones, which is most of us can all get swept away in a travel memoir when it's done well. And this is done so, so beautifully. So I think it's for like anybody who appreciates words and the art of writing. And I think it's for anybody mm-hmm. who appreciates any t- level of adventure or travel. And I also think even if it's somebody who hasn't considered it, I think it's like, Hey, this book might open you up to something that you didn't know that you that you really loved. And it might even like open you up a little bit more to yourself. There's definitely a freedom about it. That's amazing. Perfect. Well, perfect recommendation. Thank you so much, Emily, um, for doing this with us today. And I'm sure our readers are going to be grateful when they pick up this book. Will you say the name of the book again? Yeah, it's called Wanderlust, A Love Affair with Five Continents. And no, it's not the same one that Jennifer Aniston did the movie Wanderlust about. (laughs) Okay. Good to know. Thank you so much for your time today, Emily. We're grateful. Yes. Thanks so much, Allie. Since we're in the last few days before early registration for Prepare to Publish closes, I wanted to make sure you knew this was your last opportunity to join us as a part of our early bird discount and bonus package. If you've been listening at all, you've heard all about the bonus package. I've talked about it a bunch of times, but I wanted to really zone in on one particular aspect I think is worth its weight in gold and worth the entire price of the course. And that is this extra one-on-one coaching call with our creative director, Annie Kyle, ahead of time to get you launched into the process. I sat down with Annie and talked with her about her work over the last few years with book proposal documents and a little bit about the problems she sees authors run into and how she helps authors overcome those problems. I wanted to share with you a really short clip of that conversation. Some of the problems that I saw on book proposals coming through, the ideas were just not developed, you know, and that's the, you can tell that the author just didn't know where to start or where to end their, their, their book, their book idea. Um, And that kind of disorganization, that kind of uh, lack of focus, that kind of lack of a plan makes it not an attractive proposal to them. 
I will say too, is this is just about outlining in general, but because Prepare to Publish focuses so much on the book outlines, but people, people have a lot of resistance to outlining. It really is the hard thinking part of the book. And it's, it's the deep soul work of figuring out what you want to say. And if you're writing something that has a point and that has a purpose and that has a reader, then um, you need to do that hard work of outlining. And afterwards, the writing will be so much easier and you won't get lost in, in the weeds. So don't miss this last opportunity to join us for this round of Prepare to Publish. Go to findyourvoice.com publish and join us today. We'll see you in class. Thanks for listening to the Find Your Voice podcast. We hope this inspires you to pick up a pen and start finding the words that will change your life, your community, and your world. If you liked what you heard today, share with a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, check out our website, findyourvoice.com. Subscribe to our Monday Motivation for free and get inspiring writing prompts in your inbox each week. Until next time, happy writing.